Welcome to the Peach and Black Podcast, your central place to hear unofficial news and intelligent discussion on all things happening in the priest world. Featuring the hosts, MC. He's going for gold. It's track. The Captain. If anyone knows me, I love 80s classic rubbish pop. Player. It's kind of interesting where he was at that point in any time. The word I've got here circled is sap. It's just savvy. And other special guests. Oh, I love it. Welcome to the Peach and Black Podcast once again. Uh, we're all back for a second time um, in succession discussing the Slaughterhouse. So um, the uh, the second album following on from the Chocolate Invasion, uh, which we reviewed earlier. So uh, look, this is going to be just a slight variation on a theme. Um, another ten tracks exactly to go through. Uh, but first and foremost, I should introduce the team again. Uh, so I'll go around the table to say hi to Captain first this time. Goo goo gajube. Player. Hello. And finally, Tojam. Hey. Alright, so we're all here. Uh, let's get this show on the road. Uh, like I said, ten songs, uh, electro, pop, funk, s- stuff, filler in some situations. <laughs> ten, ten songs in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's, let's see if we can do this. It's a challenge. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we challenged Prince and his people before to the Sydney Opera House Challenge, so now we're going to take one one on ourselves. Can we do this show in under, let's say, 20 minutes, two songs a song, let's get ready. Track number one, Silicon. Uh, I'll start it off by saying this track is just, really the beat is kind of stale. The beat is kind of like Silicon as well. It's kind of just plastic and nothing too... It's just robotic. The, the vocal delivery feels really robotic as well especially with all these metallic sounds rolling around all over the place it just engulfs in, in metallic pop uh, lyrically it's strange it kind of rambles I am not a fan of silicon either <laughs> either the song or the plastic um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it Captain what are your thoughts oh it's very electronic but again like a few songs on Chocolate Invasion it doesn't really go anywhere. It just sort of blobs along. I like the effect on the vocals. Um, that's about it. <laughs> you might have noticed the first verse of this song is the same as Prince's second rap in the greatest romance ever old Adam and Eve mix. Damn it, I so, thought no one else would notice. Ah! You beat me. Oh, well. I kind of I found it somewhere. I'm like, and I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, it's the same. <laughs> or in that case, Tojem, what do you think of this song? Uh, I actually really like Silicon, actually. This is probably my favourite song on the album. Um, what? I like, yeah, this is awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> it, I just like the um, the fact that it is really metallic and electro, and it's it's very... You know, I, can, I can imagine him watching The Matrix and then recording this song. Uh, <laughs> it's probably got my favourite Prince lyric of all time, uh, Tangled in the Curriculum, Left in a State of Delirium. I just love that lyric. It's cool. Uh and, and I like the, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but, you know, silly con. Oh, the whole thing's a silly con. Hmm. And it's, you know, it's cheesy, but it's kind of cool at the same time. And, um. Silly con. Lotus I flower. Love... <laughs> I'll see if, um. Sorry. Anyone else picked up on this one? The, uh, Dance on the Funk. They use, I think, in, uh, Every Day's a Winding Road. The cover of that. That Dance oh, on the Funk. Oh, yeah. 
Um, no. I never heard that before. Another little cool thing, um, you know, that there's like a little squeaky keyboard line that comes in towards the end, that boo dit dit just a little mm. nice little touch. Yeah, I know the one. Takes the funk level up, I think. But, um, yeah, and I love the, the layered uh, pitch-fixed vocals. It totally suits what the song and what he's trying to say. It's Yeah, this is um, probably the best song on the album for me. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do for me. Silly Colin, awesome. <laughs> The thing is, even over. though like MC and I don't really like this song, Toe Jam likes it. Play is going to tell us in a second. Even if like we don't like it, there's still stuff in there that you go like like that. Every day is a winding road, little thing. There's always just little things in there, and you can go, oh yeah, yeah. That's it's never cool. just it's never just a simple pop song, really, is it? Like it's, it's never just oh this song's crap. I don't like it. There's always some little things in there. There's always something. It's just. Let's not forget the the wax on, <laughs> the wax on reference. That's cool as well. <laughs> okay, player, what do you think of silicon? Uh, great, Lin drum groove makes it sound futuristic, but it sounds like some rave leftover. Some of the some of the um, multi layer vocals are, are great, but yet again, it's one of these tracks where it just bounces along and goes nowhere, which is a shame. Maybe again, a good um, choice for a B side release, but I'm with you, MC and Captain. Can I just, I'll say one more thing. Uh, you're saying this song doesn't go anywhere. I love the word at the end where it kind of cuts dude, out. And dude. then you hear, it. no, no, you hear him say like, you know, now that you've found me. And then he just goes into this insane vocal, uh, like lyrics. And it's just all over the place. And that's where it goes to, to me. See, I'm going to have to listen to the, to this again, especially that end bit after hearing you cool. semi-rave about it. Because, yeah, that's, I, I, I really miss that completely. Uh, track number two in on the Slaughterhouse Internet Only release is uh, S&M Groove, and we'll let Player start this off. Ooh, this is a very average track for me, but I like the the effect used on the vocal. Mm. It sounds like he's using like a, a megaphone or something through a microphone. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool the, that that effect. But I, I want to know what does he say at the fifty-five second mark? Does he drop the F-bomb? Didn't notice. I think Check. he does. I think he sends... I think he says stand the fuck back because it makes plenty of noise. He's talking about his guitar. Oh, yeah. Mm. But but is it... It's not bleeped, but I think it's just... No, it's not. Cut. It's not. No. Oh. Have a listen. Because this was... This I was like... Uh. Maybe this is one of the ones on the original 2001. It's in there. But on the 2004 version, he cut it. Left to have another listen to both. But even if it's 2001, it's still a um, yeah. It's still an there. era where he wasn't using language like that. Yeah, but this song is from New Power Soul. Sounds like it. 1997. Really? Uh, it's a New Power Soul outtake. Yeah. Because he was he, he played bits of it in '98. Man, you learn new things every day at the Beach and Black podcast. So it, it was on the border of, of meeting Larry and all that, so it could have got through just before. Oh, well, this got through. It's a hit and miss for me. Maybe, maybe good as an instrumental track, but it doesn't really do anything for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, Toe Jam. Uh, I actually don't like this song. I think this is probably <gasps> top five worst songs ever. Oh my god! <laughs> you drinking tonight? No, it's just I. I Not purple Kool Aid, that's for sure. 
first time I heard it, I thought, oh, wow, this is cool. And then every other time since then, it just gets worse and worse every time I hear it. There's, the, I think the thing that kills the song for me is that stupid sample, that... <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so... The, the the beat is average. The 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 funk is average. You know, there's some chicken grease in there, but again, it's like it's nothing new that we haven't heard a million times. The lyrics don't do anything to me. It's just average all the way through, and it's kind of disappointing in that respect. So that's it. Uh. Well, <laughs> uh, are you going to say you like it? Do you? I I think it's a it's a quite a good track, especially on the Slaughterhouse. Uh, and I'm going to start off with the title. S&M Groove is really cool. And I love it when he says, Sadamasa kiss this groove in the song. Because I just think that that's an interesting way of... I don't know, there's some interesting imagery there. I, I think it's a cool groove. Um, this, the pseudo-rap is kind of average, but look, what were we, what were we really expecting from the rapping, you know... Um, That's another classic Prince rap. ...contingency. I think the, you guys are right, whoever said it, that there might be some cursing, which is interesting. And look, okay, the chicken scratch, the funky rhythm, we've heard it before, but every time I hear his chicken scratch, it just does something else. So for that, I'm going to give it props. Look, it, it's... You could almost say it's by the numbers, but in the hands of anyone else, it, it might not come across that way. Um, it's a bit short. I would have pref- I'm talking about the guitar parts now. I would have preferred more distorted guitar, um, but there's some nice filtered pedal work. It's also quite cool. The, I, th- just, I just think that the main reason why I like this is the groove is decent, and over that groove throughout the song there's a lot of inventive guitar work and that's re- I think really the standout on this track the song on its own or I guess out- outside of the guitar playing is not particularly memorable or good but the guitar noises are the standout they're just they're all over the place and this is one of those songs where I really appreciate the sounds um, that he creates on the guitar so um, there's anyway. one bit where he does a like he's doing his distorted guitar solo, but he does it like a DJ spinning a record. That's pretty cool. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, give yeah. you that. The rest of it. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and, and that's all I have to say. Look, but it's it's not a it's not a great great song by any means. So, um, who have I missed, Captain? Hey, uh, I, I like it. It's not. Uh, uh, it's not average. I say it's just above average for me. It's 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 above, it's between above average and and good, in, in between there somewhere. It's just a good party track. It's got the cool effects on the vocals, and I was I was I listened to it a bunch of times, and while I could say this track doesn't really go anywhere, but at the same time I don't get bored of it like some some of the others out of out of this lot. It just this just keeps on moving on to the next thing. And it, 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 I don't get bored listening to this. It's a good one. It's, it's, it's just about good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, track number three, WSID. 
WICDT or whatever. Why WTF. should I do that? When I, <laughs> why should I do that when I can do this? Uh, the rapping is as bad as always. It sounds like I don't know if anyone's ever heard to Rakim old school rapping. Mm. It sounds like he's trying his hardest to to to, to rap like Rakim's vocals, and it's really not coming off. Um, the drum programming is not particularly good but it's infused with these tight and I don't know if ToeJam has this in his notes but those horn strutters yeah. Yeah. oh man awesome stand out on this album I just think it that gives a song the funk and it's brilliant it's just brilliant I'm, I'm not even talking about the song anymore the song's average but those horns those Thank horn you. lines they just they pop out of the speakers or pop out of your headphones straight into your head it's just so funky like this is what runs in Prince's blood the funk it's just unabashed unfiltered unadulterated funk favourite part of this is um, the Londell bit I love that (laughs) (laughs) Londell when I can do this it's just cocky eyed uh, you know crotch grabbing Prince (laughs) love it (laughs) Uh, let's take it to Toe Jam yeah I love this this is probably the second best track other than Silicon. Um, this drummer, Wicked. I love that. Because it's... Cool. <laughs> it's uh, I, I, the horns... Yeah, I agree. The horns blow me away on this song. And just because you're totally not expecting it, it's kind of like Billy Jack Bitch, how they just come out of nowhere and then... How cool is that? Awesome stuff. And I actually really like the rap. I think the rap's cool and it's very cocky. It's kind of angry and, you know, he's got the Camille vocal almost... Uh, yeah, this is this is a kick-ass track. He's got a big mm. stick, one for each hand. Everyone knows he's got a tight band. Has he ever done this live? Because this would rock live. This <laughs> would be crazy. It'd be great. He could have Londell in the audience. Londell, <laughs> well, I can do this. It's just so um, cool because, like, that's probably the you know when it came out. It's probably the era when people started to question whether Prince was relevant and all this kind of thing and. Mm. So he's like, no, stop that. I'm still funky. So. It's a good sentiment, isn't it? Like, why should I do that? What everyone's expecting me to do when I can just do what the hell I want to do. So, yeah. What the heck? Excuse me. Uh, okay. Uh, play it. What do you think? Well, why does he do this when he can do that? Would really be the more <laughs> important question here. <laughs> I like your spin on things. This, <laughs> this is one of Prince's uh, hitting back at the haters track. And for me, it misses the mark. Um, I mean, it very obviously is directed at the fans regarding everything from Kirky J um, to bootleggers <laughs> to regaining his old sound, um, which is, is quite unusual because there was, I think around this era, he was addressing a lot of um, people hating on the Kirky J thing. So for him to directly address it in this song is, is pretty interesting. Um, it's just lame for me that this drummer wicked is like the funky fresh for the 90s refrain <laughs> oh which is 90s. great <laughs> no, no. it just has this dated 90s sound to it it's about 10 years too late for me like I've heard all this sort of style of hip hop and stuff from 10 years ago so yeah the only thing here is the horn the horn licks very very tight and I do agree with you on that Cool, cool. Uh, Captain, what do you think of Why Should I Do That When I Can Do This? This song is too cool. It's, yes. it's, it's good. 
the drums the drums are really busy and the, the vocals are they're just too cool. And this was an outtake from Rave from notes I gathered, who knows if it's true, but it says it's an outtake from Rave. Because it came out just after that anyway, so and then yeah, you got the hornheads with their funky horns on there. And that's just great. And the question is this whole song is based on a sample from another song. Does anyone know what it is? No. Sly and the Family Stone Family Affair. Really? really? <laughs> the, the, the tiny, tiny really? little guitar salt guitar thing right at the start that goes all the way through the song. Is that wow, 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 a bit. It's straight out of Family Affair. Okay. Wait, I'm gonna I don't think it's an actual lift. I think he's just played it. But it's exactly the same. Cool. Because yeah, I, I, I heard that and I'm like, yeah, that's that song. And I went back and played it, and it's exactly, it's even the same key. It's exactly the same. So there, this song's good. It's cool. All right, and well, it, was, it was cool when it came out too. Before we go into uh, track number four, Golden Parachute, I just wanted to mention because you said something about Slime Family Stone. I have been. I'll go on a slight tangent here. I have been pumping early Sly and the Family Stone so much and it, I think that the the song that I've played probably over 50 times this week is Underdog I just yeah. freaking love <laughs> that song it is so cool like just everything about it I know we're talking about a different album but now j- just Underdog is, is anyone he- hearing that recently yeah. Or, or yeah. It's, it's just so good just it's not coming kind of st- it's not coming to my head, but I do remember thinking that's a cool song. It opens up with that riff. The <laughs> it's the best, best. Best. I'm going to put this on after the show. <laughs> uh, underdog. Track number four, Back to the Slaughterhouse, Golden Parachute. Golden Parachute. Uh, player, what do you think of this? I love it. Straight up. Okay. It sounds like Prince trying to capture the Neo Soul sound of the time. And it works for me. It's very nice groove. The lyrical, the lyrical message is a bit heavy for the sexy groove, but very, very minor complaint. I really like this song. All right, uh, Captain. Is I've got to ask first. Is this about big company guys getting their payouts? Mm. Yeah. Is that what it is? I've just... taken that to be. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, it's really laid back. And I know Toe Jam will hate the fake horn that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> My notes. <laughs> um, I like the guitar solo. It's only short, but it's a nice little guitar. And the whole thing just sort of ambles along. It doesn't do a lot. I keep saying that. But um, I like the end, the little do-do-do at the end. Um, Toe Jam, tell us how much, much you hate that fake horn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I you know, would have preferred a real horn, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't mind this song. It's it, the sentiment is very genuine, and he's uh, it's clearly uh, coming from a place you know like a sad place, um, and it's it's well constructed. It's it's a nice groove. Um, I guess this this song kind of would have fit better on the Chocolate Invasion, I think, because it like there's a lot of crap songs on this album, in my opinion. So this one's kind of one of the half decent ones. There has to be for you to pick Silicon as the best track on the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another, I think it. I think it's a song. It, the last minute, it just sort of grooves and nothing actually happens. Mm. It just repeats itself like on a loop for like a minute. And so, eh. yeah, yeah. Was it 
Hmm? Go on. Was was it Clive Davis? Is that what this song's about? Maybe. Because I heard it. I saw a few places it was about Clive. Probably. Could be. Good old Clive. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Golden Parachutes. It's like this dreamy, slightly jazzy, laid-back arrangement. I agree with all you guys. It's nice, but it's it's a bit static. The drum patterns are... I don't know why, but in comparison to everything else in this song, the Lin programming sounds a bit bright to me, just a bit too trebly. Like it really snaps um, on on that 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 end sound. So I don't know about that, but like there's some lovely guitar flourishes. It's just really pleasant listening. But I, I thought I like the sentiment. The sentiment's good, but I think um, yeah, it, it's all right. Uh, and then from Golden Parachute, we go straight into Hypno Paradise which is not particularly good <laughs> or impressive at all. It's more filler than anything else. It's just this constant beat with various keyboard, and I put this in into inverted commas, improvisations, not particularly <laughs> successful, not memorable. Um, it's a fairly... Cr- uh, I've got to change the word there. It's a fairly horrible attempt at a dance track. <laughs> Who wants to take this on? Captain. I'll go. Um, I don't mind this track. It's 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 got a memorable chorus. I've got no idea what the track's about though. Uh, sounds a lot like another Emancipation outtake to me. Um, it's got that '97 sound. Um, yeah, I like like the, the only thing I really like is about the last minute where it goes a bit nuts and you got little organ solo. Um, yeah, not quite Latin. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not too bad. Um, and I think he played. He sort of played it in '98 a couple of times, but it was pretty different to the released version. But uh, yeah, it's okay. That's it. <laughs> All right, player. Have you got any thoughts on this? Don't like it. Dude, I have this really funny feeling, and sorry to go. This might confused. be the one, that, that yeah. I reckon Toe Jam's going to be absolutely all over this track, like, <laughs> praising it to high heavens. But anyway, Man, you're gonna be disappointed, keep it up. Then. Keep it up. <laughs> nah, don't like it. It's too cluttered. It's overproduced. Maybe if it was reworked, it could have a bit of potential, but it sounds like a dated 90s track. There's nothing more I can say about it. Okay, Toe Jam? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I told you to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> what, with the track or your comment? It sucks. <laughs> Both. Both, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, as, as everyone said, it's it's just kind of a pretty piss-weak um, dance track. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the ending as well, where it has that, it finishes with just him, like, sliding his finger down the keyboard. It just sounds so... Pathetic. It just sounds like, yeah, I'm going to slide my finger down the keyboard. and it's I can't cool. even be bothered thinking of an end to this song. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't nominated for a Grammy, was it? <laughs> it actually reminds me of like a, a race, like a 90s uh, arcade racing game soundtrack, like Ridge Racer or something like that. If you take away the vocals, it's just, yeah, average dance. <laughs> Not funky, yeah. not dancing. This reminds me of like sterile kind of M people. Trance before it was oh, like, M people. Oh. Kind of shiver up my spine. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, well, from that we go to props and pounds. And sorry for opening up again with a word mini review, but I've got really not much to say here. The only thing to say is that this is a by the numbers track. 
Um, like, it's just nothing memorable about it. I just want to skip it, and I generally do. The only thing that makes me listen to it sometimes is the commentary, because I do like... The, I Actually, I really like the line uh, when the guy goes, uh, he knows when to stop. Usually. Sometimes. Usually. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, whatever it is. When he stops and it continues. That's a nice touch, but it's not enough. To, there's no saving grace here. So, uh, Toe Jam, what do you think of Props and Pounds? Uh, I have to agree with you. It's it's all, it's all right, but it's um, not much to write home about. Uh, is it Kurt Loder? Who's yes, the, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Because for years I thought it was Eric Leeds. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's actually who? Kurt, Kurt Loder. Some of the articles that he's written and reviews and stuff are quite. A lot of the times I read, I've read some of those and thought, oh, valid points. Yeah. I don't know. He's been. He's, he's like eighty years old. He's had a lot of yeah. plastic surgery. He's been around a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's been around since like the forties. <laughs> he's a massive think, Prince fan. Is this the first track that revived the Lynn, like authentically? I think it might be. Because, okay. uh, like he's used it a few times in the nineties here and there, but well, the, there was Lynn on rave, so uh, a little bit, yeah. But it's kind of through effects and this kind of thing. But this one was sort of like the first of the just straight out Lynn, and he's done that quite a bit since. So that, in that respect, it's good. Uh, and I, yeah, again, the highlight of the track is the ending when it goes into this <laughs> after the <laughs> the highlight of it. Not to be confused with the highlight of the track is when it ends. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not to. Be, no. But yeah, as you were saying, that's a nice little touch at the end. But yeah, all in all, it's it's just a, another track. All right, all right. Uh, player, props and pounds. Uh, the Kurt Loder samples are cool. Um, and they've got some more of that cryptic Bible <laughs> reference lyrics over the beat. But yeah, the music itself bounces along nicely and nice lin drum here and there. But I think this one would work is better as an instrumental. Because there's no real lyrics in, and it's just got that commentary over the top. So if it's kept as instrumental, it might be bit, maybe a bit better. But another hit and miss. Nothing goes in my woman except the sun. <laughs> what? God, God, why you want to holler when you know what the Bible said? Those two lines are mutually exclusive. <laughs> um, What's in the Trojan horse lubrication? Oh no! That's probably the, one of the worst rhymes we've heard. <laughs> oh, Captain, uh, contain yourself. What do you think of this track to close it, it out? Props and it, pounds. It, it's a boppy little track. You know, positivity is the only word or only way. I don't know whatever he says. Um, uh, that's about it. Great. So, um, does anyone know what it's about? What's it about? I don't even know what it's about. I don't know. I mean, no props. One, no. I know what props means. I don't know what the pounds means. Is that the opposite of props? I don't know. All I know is we're not giving up props or pounds. <laughs> Whatever yeah. they are. Well, we, we might be giving it a pound. I don't know. <laughs> a pounding. <laughs> yeah. We're not giving it props, that's for sure. Yeah. You know that when you don't have much to say about a song, that there's prob- it's probably not very interesting. Um <laughs> Track number seven, Northside. All I've got here is blah, blah, Oh, no. Blah. No, 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 no. And See, when the, you... only, the only half-decent thing in Northside is some of the bass playing. But that's it. So, Captain, since you disagree with me so much, this, get on the horse. 
this these last four tracks, Northside Peace, 2045 Radical Man and The Daisy Chain, are all NPG tracks. Everything else on this album and the Chocolate Invasion were Prince tracks. That's okay. that's that's some difference. These songs sound <laughs> better. Because <laughs> they're live. They're liver than all the other mostly electronic sounding stuff. There's drums in it and there's 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 real people playing instruments there. Um this song you're right, it's got the funky bass and it's this is a funky song. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's there's nothing great about it. It's just a funky song. I like it. It's got bass, it's got the drums. Yeah. <laughs> great okay. review. That was a yeah. great review. That's just, just, just great. There's nothing great must, about it, but must. it's great. <laughs> Play out. Uh, track 7, Northside. Oh, it's not really up my alley, but it's not entirely bad either. It's somewhere in the middle for me. Again, it's another one that bounces along, and apart from the chance, there's nothing much here. Um, I think a lot, it's a favorite of the people of Minneapolis. I think they use that chant when... Prince is in town in the concert, so I know this there's a lot of fans of the song from the people of Minneapolis, but for me, it's just middle ground. All right, Toe Jam, close this one out. Uh, it's it's a bit filler. It's it's kind of similar uh, to Uptown, and you know what he's trying to sing about. This is how we funk on the north side. Um, I do like the bass, and I do like the. Um, snare and horn hits that come in like just syncopated like just randomly throughout that's pretty cool and um, I don't know if this is Naji playing the sax but if it is uh, that's his only saving grace in his whole entire experience with Prince because the sax solo is pretty cool uh, <laughs> and it's it's kind of got some effect where it's like playing two notes at once and that's 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 kind of cool um, but other than that yeah no I have to agree with it's pretty much filler just, that's it for me it's not, not the is, greatest direction for Prince to take. Well, Think this about was, it. This Northside piece, 2045 and Daisy Chain, were four songs that were MPG tracks. They were going to be on an album called Peace, which never turned up for whatever reason. But it would have been good to have another MPG album. But maybe the MPG just sort of dissipated and it never happened or... Or maybe he thought these the tracks weren't good enough to make an album. I don't know. Meh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I won't lose too much sleep over what you just told me. <laughs> uh, track number eight, peace. Uh, all I've got here is again, blah blah blah. <laughs> Not much interesting. There, there is some interesting background instrumentation from time to time. It comes in and out, but it's just man, the Larry G element. Forget about it. I'm done <laughs> with this review. I'm done with it. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Toe Jam, take over Peace. Do you like this track? Uh, it's, you know, I kind of agree with you. It's, it's just the same as Northside to me. It's mm. it's very forgettable. It's pretty average. Is it one of the, is it, not Kip Blackshaw, it must be his brother. Someone Blackshaw. At the, at the, at the start. start. Yeah. yeah. The guy who's in the rave DVD anyway. Artist. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah it's funny the first time you hear it, and after that it's just annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was Morris for ages, but now, now I'm not sure, so sure who it is. I always thought it was um, Morris. Morris Hayes. 
No, I thought it was Kip. Like he, he, when you watch the rave DVD and he goes over to Macy yeah. and he goes, "I want you to squeeze that horn." It's the same voice. Same voice, yeah. 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 So I think it is Kip. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah. So I don't have a lot to say about it. Um, th- yeah, this was released as a single, and I don't know why because it's it's very average. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. There you go. Play it. <laughs> I don't mind this track. The chorus has a nice uplifting groove to it and the keyboard line reminds me of some other Prince song. Then, 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 that bit. You know, the, or is it the, oh, yeah, that bit. I don't know. It's pretty forgettable. I, <laughs> I had right. that, I've got that same thing as well written down as it reminds me of another song, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just uh, something oh, he's oh, done oh, before. Oh, it's oh, like United yeah. States of Division or something. Mm. I and it's, it's the, the lyric. The OEOs, yeah. I don't know. Is the so, lyric um, at the end, and not for war, and not to war or something? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, and not to war, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Captain? I like to start, and I like the end of the song. But you don't it's, care for what happens in the middle. <laughs> it's not that great. Um, yeah, Larry does a bit of singing here and there. Which is something um, that he really should stick away from. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good at playing the bass. He's a monster bass player. <laughs> and there was a video for this song as well through MPGMC, but I don't think I've seen it. Mm. But I read somewhere yeah. that there was a video, but I don't recall that, so... Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. This is definitely not one of our more inspiring album reviews, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Track number. you can only do the best with what you've got, so... <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll go into track number 9, 2045 or 2045, Radical Man, also available on the Bamboozled soundtrack to the film Spike Lee! Directed by Spike. Um, Player, what do you think about this? Uh, It's going to be more of the same. It's another track Mm. with heavy lyrics and light instrumentation that bounces along and doesn't really go anywhere. I mean, what (laughs) else can be said? More more name-dropping but one to easily sleep on. Yeah, it almost sounds like... I don't know. I I think that Prince is probably battling with his own thoughts and convictions a lot of the times. Like, he's he's obviously got issues with the record industry and how music is made, distributed, produced, etc. All that kind of stuff and marketed. And then... But he's not... He doesn't have this solution necessarily or he's just constantly thinking and constantly searching and that's good but it doesn't always make for great pop music so <laughs> I agree with you like it's a th- there's some heavy lyrics and I had some fairly minimal instrumentational work um, it's got a decent hook and that's about it so let's move on to someone else uh, Captain what do you think? Uh, not a lot um, it's just this lazy Funk jam, but it's it's not the it's not a fantastic track overall. Um, and then he's he's got the he's is this the one with the like the speech at the start? Yeah, yeah. yeah. About any man and just whatever. Mm. I don't listen to it. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't yell out preach, brother preach? No, I I, I just cut that bit out <laughs> and just have the track. But um, yeah. Not great. Uh, after <laughs> we've all said about the same thing for the last three tracks. Yeah, I think we can see why there wasn't another MPG album. <laughs> I, 
I think it's uh, it must be time for Toe Jam and, and his closing <laughs> review of actually this I, track. I don't mind this one too much I don't hate it like I might do for Northside and Peace um, it's kind of slippery it's funky and um, I love the oh my god it's the Green Mile and then some crazy whack guitar solo sound yeah I that's, heard that's that cool. Green Mile I'm like what the hell is that about well it's the movie The Green Mile yeah, I know, but what's it going to do with know. a guitar solo? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> that's, that's cool, that bit. Uh, I don't like the lyric. It kind of puts me off. Um, we don't care what Albert Einstein did. We want to know who built the pyramid. It's just kind of... <laughs> like, it just, it's almost like yeah, we don't, I don't care at all for like um, modern history kind of thing. I only care about you know the truth and all this kind of thing. It's like, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I actually don't mind this one. It's probably third best behind the other two that I like. Uh, but it's not. Yeah, it's nothing fantastic. Like he uh, says at the end, it's all about the DNA. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Say, oh, I'll just say one more thing. Yeah. You look back at um, the song 1999, which is, you know, a sort of a song written about the future, and he was so upbeat about it. This one, it's a similar thing. He's writing about the future, but it's so downbeat. And it's kind of, if anything, it kind of symbolised the way people perceived Prince at the time, I guess. Yeah, well, like in 1982, it's this, it's the, the new young hope. And in, yeah. in the early, you know, 2000s, it's this angry artist, you know. Yeah. Me against the world kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, look, I, I was just going to go into the last track and before I do, I hope our listeners aren't too disappointed that I, I, I just really need to say that I'm actually almost falling asleep talking about <laughs> these last few songs. Like I'm just, I'm just losing it. Like since probably Golden Parachute, in, and, and including Golden Parachute, there's really nothing, not not much here for for me, uh, and probably for most of us. So look, before just, we go to Daisy Chain, I'll throw some lyrics at you that I just found. Uh, like, you've already said nothing goes in my woman's at the sun. Um, but, you've got, but you've got... You can bet, you can bet that they'll be chilling in Babylon while you're eating all the bloody chicken and dead prawn, Mickey D shake and a filet mignon. I mean, That's cool, I like that? that. That's like about the vegan yeah, yeah. diet, I guess. Nah. But it, I'm like, he said bloody, that's cool. Because bloody's my favourite word in the whole English language. <laughs> so I thought it was good. And then you've got that leave that blood alone. Don't you know that dead blood kills interferons? Oh, uh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. I don't know mm. what interferons are. Does anybody? But he brought that back up in the uh, One Night Alone thing. Yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got no idea. If someone, yeah, Can anyone explain that line? Don't you know dead blood... It's, it's like it's yeah, blood, it's blood transfusions, isn't it? I thought it was more to do, yeah, Mm. and also to do with eating red meat, supposedly, Mm. you in some way. I don't know. I got one more. I I don't can't remember what song it is, but he says, "If you're getting bored, don't front, just yawn." This is the kind of stuff that requires patience. Patience. No, he goes patience. (laughs) Patience. Try and rhymed it with the previous word. It's terrible. It's terrible stuff. That's a good line for, for these whole two albums. (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, last track. <laughs> All right. The Daisy Chain, lead it off, uh, Captain. Okay. This, 
like Vavoom on Chocolate Invasion was the best track on that album. This is the best track on this album. No way. I love this song. Uh, you've got the distorted effects on the vocals and guitars, like the whole song. Um, I could do without the the DVS funky balls head rap. Balls head, funky bald heads. Rap. <laughs> He's a bald head. No, yeah, no, you're doing fine. You're doing fine, Captain. Just keep, keep, keep them coming. Those funky <laughs> bald heads. <laughs> Prince should have done the rap himself because we know how good his raps are. It would have been great. Um, uh, it's just there's a line in there where he says something about make your hip vibrate. I just laughed my head off when I heard that the other day. With all this talk about his hip these days, it's just funny. And um, you got these really funky, distorted bass solos, and it's a good video too. I like the video. Actually, it's probably the video that made me like the song more because it was just such a, a fun video. Before I saw the video, I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think I liked the song that much. But this is his best song on this album for me. There you go. Okay. Okay. Toe Yeah, it's it's all right. It's funky enough, I guess, but it's nothing amazing. The best thing about the song, it's kind of a catchy hook. I ain't never going down to the Daisy Chain, but that's kind of cool. But then it's just killed by white boy giving it up. That's not that terrible. Cool. What the hell was he thinking? It's like uh, the repeat of 21 positions in one night stand, but just really much yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like I said, it's the bass is kind of cool, I guess. Um, and I'm assuming it's Larry on the bass. I don't know. I'll have to check on that. But, um, yeah, it's all right, but as a closer of this album, I guess it's better than a lot of the other tracks, but, it's again, it's pretty average, really. Yeah. Scream one and more time. Scream one more time. That's pretty cool. <laughs> best that. thing about the song is the video, watching him get rejected at the end, playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. It's kind of funny, yeah. you know, putting a video a fun, out there. It's a good video. Of yourself getting smashed. <laughs> Well, I like, I've totally forgot about that, that Scream on One Time thing, and um, that's my favourite part of this whole song, because you know, I like that kind of nifty, nifty stuff, that's pretty cool. And I reckon it's him saying Scream One More Time. Yeah, that, it is, it Darth, is. Yeah. Darth Vader voice, that's, that's, that's funny. Um, yeah, well, look, I haven't got much to say, so I'll just say I agree with what everyone said so far, it's, it's really nothing special, but look, he can pull, he pull, he can pull out, he can write these sorts of funky funky musings in his sleep and that's probably what he did with this one it's got some great bass playing it is it is pretty funky it's funky as hell but that's pretty much it and I don't really know what he's talking about either like what is the daisy chain oh, maybe I should do some research I've read a few know. things about it mm. one is like a, a, a group sex sort of thing where everyone's linked like a daisy chain <laughs> which I don't know if that's what he's talking about well he's saying I ain't never going down to the mm. daisy chain so. yeah Hopefully not. <laughs> but then I there was another there was another sports. explanation which I forgot now. I've always just taken it as a reference to like you know, working for someone kind of thing, you know. I'm, like, uh, I'm gonna do my own thing kind of thing. Okay. And uh player, what do you think about this track to uh, finish it all up? <laughs> nothing nothing stands out. There's no memorable hook, just little grooves with these heavy lyrics, no direction. Just this. The only thing I can think of is all this. When I think of this song, is that black girl giving it up? Black girl giving it up. <laughs> just you know, this could be so much better. 
But yeah, <laughs> this is by far the least inspiring review I think we've ever done. I think it's safe to say. But it's almost like it's it's gone. He's gone into a point where he's like, right, scrap this, and he started off with the Rainbow Children. Yeah, you know, I think even he himself got to a point where he's just like, no, nah, I'm starting over. This is not working. I need yeah. to, some new inspiration. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I think that's basically what happened. I mean. Rave was like supposed to be the big Prince comeback album, and it didn't do that well. I mean, he got Clive Davis because he did Supernatural with Santana, and he had all these guest people, and it was great. And then Rave just didn't really do anything. That's not entirely his fault, though. No, 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 it's not. But then, and then, I don't know. And then it seemed he did these all this all these tracks, which. Seem to be trying to, you know, prove that he's he's current and he's doing all the new things like everyone else. Didn't really hit the mark, and I th- I think that's probably why these all these songs are where they are. He he got to re- he recorded them all, and then he thought, I don't do that. I want to do something else. Why am I, why am I trying to prove? That I'm still current, I I can do whatever I want. And then he did Rainbow Children, and he did whatever he wanted, and it was loads better. Mm. All right, overall overall opinion though. This album, or even this era, or these two albums together. Well, we gave we gave the 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 uh, Chocolate Invasion a score out of ten. We should probably do the same here. Hmm. Captain started off since you were the one to. Uh, I, I've got it. I've Remember, got you gave the chocolate invasion an eight, which should be a six. So I'm going to give this nah, a you're five and a half. Eight. Nah, locked in eight. So I'm going to give this five and a half. Yep, you're locked in five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's not as good. There's there's better tracks I think on chocolate invasion. This this like player said you said a bunch of times a fair few songs on slaughterhouse. I've got these really heavy lyrics. And yeah, what what are they doing? <laughs> They're just there and not doing much. Mm. And the music doesn't really match what's there. Uh, okay. Uh, five and a half. Player. Yeah, it's a it's a strange era for me, and these songs are a mixed collection that re- represents the end of that era. Um, like like I said, Prince pretty much ditches these and works with Rainbow Children. But it's not something to be completely written off. There are some gems amongst Chocolate Invasion and this. Um, there was a lot of Bible references mixed with music industry angst in most of the songs. But when he sticks to things that everyone can relate to, like the love songs like You Make My Sunshine or even like the pop sensibilities of Vavum, I think people gravitate to that and relate to that work more or that sort of work um, I guess out of 10 I'm going to rate this for both albums I'll give it 6 however there are some um, if, if you re- rework some of these tracks they, they have potential and I could give it maybe a higher score maybe if you revisited them because they do sound like they do sound like demos yeah I agree with virtually everything you've said except I give it a 3 out of 10 oh. um are you talking just Slaughter? Just Slaughterhouse, yeah. Slaughterhouse, 3 out of 10. I think I gave the Chocolate Invasion a 5. So the whole era, let's give it an average of probably a, a 3 or a 4. I mean, this is... We're talking about 
one of the world's greatest composers of, of music over the last, you know, hundred or so years. Looking at his canon, uh, yeah, this is pretty pretty average stuff. You know, for another artist, it'd be decent. It it might even be border borderline good. You know, this could make a, this these songs could make someone else's career maybe, but not in this instance. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. Toe Jam, you there? I'm here. Yeah. Um, I gave Chocolate Invasion a six. Basically, I'm going to give this one a four. Um, I think the problem with the Slaughterhouse is Hypno Paradise, Props and Pants, Northside Peace, four songs in a row that just don't do anything for me really, and then also S and M Groove, like just average as you get so uh again with same with the chocolate invasion i, I guess um these uh, these tracks were never intended to be released in a proper cd you know like worldwide release i think so if you look at them as a collection of outtakes it's interesting um but to compare them against you know his proper albums it, it's always going to come up short so yeah i, I give this a four out of ten but having said that uh, there's moments throughout that are, you know, it's it's Prince, so it's, it's going to be something throughout it that's funky. There's going to be some good humor. There's going to be something in there, some guitar solos and whatnot. But as an album, it's pretty weak. So, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, that finishes our Slaughterhouse um, album review. It finishes our, really, our, our, our Chocolate Invasion Slaughterhouse high era period. I think that's the first time we've said that word. Um, you know, I just thought of one thing. Sorry. Yeah. I wonder how much thought went into the tracking of these as albums. Or do you think he just grabbed 10 of them and 10 of them and just chucked them together? Or did he look at the sequencing? Did he actually think about it? Well, the Chocolate Invasion seems more like a stronger album. And this yeah. one is like The Leftovers. Mm, cause, uh, yeah, because Slaughterhouse has got, like Toe said, like three, four tracks just in a row that just don't do it for him. I mean, and I'm just, I'd, yeah. I'd say that anything he does has some sort he of thought. Has yeah, has some thought. I don't think he would have just been so, um, you know, non-plussed about the whole thing to just throw it all together. But I mean, look, look what he's working with. You know, it's mm. not the strongest material of his yeah. career. And both albums were released with the tagline "Tracks from the MPG Music Club." So it's almost mm. implying straight away, hey, look, this is just a collection of tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the vault could be full of stuff like this. We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look, that takes us... Um, we, I mean, look, we've covered the last 10 years, really, uh, and this just concludes with, uh, you know, the last decade basically, so we conclude our reviews of these two albums, um, and we conclude an era, uh, you know, the 2000 to 2009 era, uh, 10 years of, of, uh, you know, in the purple world, so, uh, what's coming next on the, on the Peach and Black podcast, we're going back, way back to the 90s, and, uh, we'll be talking about, you know, all, all those albums, and, and all the stuff that, that happened during that era, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know about you guys, but those are, you know, the further we go back, the more exciting it might might become. So, <laughs> you said so, we've uh, concluded the decade. We've also concluded our first year. Yes, we have. 
we have. We have. Yeah, con- congratulations, guys. Yeah. We're, we're still around and um, gaining... We, we haven't got sued yet. We're gaining, still alive. <laughs> gaining fans and members, so that's pretty good. Um, we haven't got any calls from Londell. Yeah. It's going good. Don't any put shout- any ideas any, any out sh- there. Any shout-outs <laughs> at all uh, to anyone that you guys might have? Oh, I did have one. Someone asked me to, but I forgot who they were. So, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. Shout out. Uh, Someone asked me. Uh, shout out to Pricey if you're out there listening. I know he, he listens regularly, so, hey. Okay, okay. Uh, play any no shout outs? Uh, just the usual gang, I guess. All the followers, all the ones in the forums, everyone. Yep. Peachandblack.proboards.com. That's the one. Come and Get tell us how how, yeah. how we made so many mistakes, and you're going to put us right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be good to get more people, more comments on those forums as well. I mean, um, hopefully that that'll grow as well. So that'll be good. Uh, we should probably give um, obviously all our listeners a shout out. And uh, and uh, what was I going to say? Uh, look, we can we'll take requests as well. Um, we're happy to. We, we've already been approached by by some fans. Um, with regards to you know we'd like to see you do this sort of show or that kind of show and you know we've got a lot a lot, of, a lot in store for you for the next year like um, player said it's been just over a year now we're really happy with how things are going and um, hopefully you guys all are too so we'll just keep doing this for as long as we can and you know if, if we run out of albums um, we'll just go into you know other topics and and uh, look there might even be some surprises along the way um, oh, and, and remember something big is coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so, always uh, going to be there. <laughs> hope you guys keep enjoying the show. And actually, finally, I should probably say that um, we we are uh, planning some surprises potentially uh, over the next twelve months. We might have some guest speakers, some guest interviewers, um, maybe some more um, unorthodox topics and shows. So uh, keep listening, stay tuned, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Peace out from the Pigeon Black Podcast.
over here. Catch a cup over here. Catch a cup over here. I say.